At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Will Hill of Eason. Be sure to check out my podcast, the New York City Cast, presented by Play Sugarhouse Sportsbook. We dive into the betting angle for all New York teams. If you're from New York or a fan of any of the New York sports teams and want to become a sharper better, this is the podcast for you. So subscribe, follow, and listen to the New York City Cast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the New York City Cast with Will Hill, presented by Play Sugar House. Welcome to the New York City Cast, presented by Play Sugar House Sportsbook. I am your host, William Hill. A lot to do today. We'll get to Monday Night Football. Knicks are in action against the Pacers. But we start, of course, with the Jets and what was just another dismal performance. Uh, an embarrassing day for the franchise and a reminder of just how far away just how down and out this team is. Uh, they lose the game 45 to 17. Bills obviously cover. Game goes over the total. Uh, there was some late money on the Bills. The game closed at 14. Uh, the middle of the week, there was actually some money on the Jets to push the line down from 13 and a half all the way down to 12. But uh, hours before the game, right before the game, it goes right back up to 13 and a half, even hit 14. So if you took the 14, it wasn't nearly enough. Uh, Jets lose by four touchdowns and the game was not even that close. A couple of late touchdowns that were purely cosmetic, window dressing. The game was 38-3, to three, uh, middle of the third quarter. I mean, that's all you really need to know. And the Bills could have named their score in this one. Could have named their score. If they wanted to win by 50, they could have. They could have absolutely won the game by 50 if they chose to do so. Uh, bad job by me. I thought the Jets could be competitive. That was not the case. Although Michael Carter did go over his rushing prop and we did go two and one in the other game. So not bad four and two. We will take it overall. Overall, the picks remain pretty good. But look, just an awful performance by the Jets, a non-competitive performance. I mean, some of these numbers are, are not even real life. I swear I had to look twice. I mean, first of all, the Jets gave up 45 points for the third time in four weeks. They are the first team since the 1966 Giants to do that to it. First team since 1966 to allow 45 points three times in a four, four game span. Um, and this team's head coach, Robert Sala, remember, he's a defensive specialist. Okay. He's a defensive wizard. I mean, it's just look at some of these stats. It's, it's really amazing. The Bills average 9.1 yards per play on offense. I mean, so think about that. Every time they snap the ball, Every time they snap the ball, it's a first down, basically. I mean, this is UConn football type stuff. This is FBS versus FCS type stuff. Uh, 9.1 yards per play. And like I said, they took their foot off the gas. 9.1 yards per play. 11.1 yards per pass attempt. 11.1 yards per pass attempt. So every time Josh Allen dropped back to pass, he'd get 11.1. That's just, it's unacceptable. I mean, Jets are now dead last in the league in yards per play defensively, allowing 6.3 yards per play. Boy, dead last in a lot of these categories. Dead last in the league in terms of points allowed per game, 32.9. And they're not dead last by just a little. They're dead last by almost a full four points over Atlanta, who's at a little over 29 a game. Just an embarrassment. 
numbers for a guy who's supposed to be a defensive guru. The media loves him. We know that, you know, when he was the 49ers defensive coordinator, every three plays, they used to show him on the sideline. You know, the media loves him. Uh, seems like a, a charismatic guy, good looking guy. It's, and look, it's only one year, but performances like this, they make the clock start to tick and, and click and tick at a, at a rapid rate. I mean, these are not just bad numbers. These are historically bad numbers. And this is supposed to be your side of the ball if you're Robert Sala. I mean, give me a break. I, it's just it, you can't emphasize enough how bad they've been on defense, and there's just no fight whatsoever uh, in this Jets defense. Just a total punching bag yesterday. Now, I don't get the sense that Sala is in any danger of being in trouble and being a one-and-done head coach here. I don't get that sense. I, I think the owner is probably not in love with the idea of just paying a coach to go away and getting the reputation of just recycling these coaches one after another, hiring and firing, hiring and firing. You don't want to be the Cleveland Browns, but performances like yesterday, performances that we've seen over the last month, they speed up the timeline and they speed it up quick and they really shorten any leash you have as a head coach. It's uncommon to fire a guy after one year as head coach, but it's not unheard of. I mean, let's just go through some of these guys. Freddie Kitchens fired by the Browns after year one in 2019. Steve Wilkes, remember him? Probably not. Uh, he was the Cardinals head coach in 2018 after a bunch of years as a de defensive assistant for the Panthers. Uh, does that sound familiar? Now he's the defensive coordinator for Missouri. And uh, we'll come back to Wilkes in a minute because I think his case is interesting. But here are some of the other coaches to be one and done. Chip Kelly in 2016, fired by San Francisco. Jim Tom Sula, fired by San Francisco in 2015. Wow, so San Fran did it back-to-back -back years on one and done with these coaches. That's interesting. Uh, Mike Malarkey had one year at the Jags, 2012. Hugh Jackson with the Raiders, 2011. I vaguely remember that. Uh, Jim Mora, the pride of the Yukon Huskies, fired by Seattle, one year in 2009. Cam Cameron, remember in 2007, the Dolphins, they almost went winless. They went 1-15, and their one win was late in the year. Uh, Cameron was one and done. Art Shell, 2006 with the Raiders. Marty Schottenheimer, 2001 with the Redskins. I very vaguely remember that, barely at all. And then Al Groh in 2000 went nine and seven with the Jets. And I, I'm not sure they fired him. I think technically he resigned to go coach the University of Virginia. I'll have to check on that. But like I said, it's, it's uncommon, but it's not unheard of. I mean, there's a list here about a 10 or so guys. So um, you're not ready to go that route yet, but at two and seven, I mean, look, you're going to go three and 14, four and 13. You're going to be on the hot seat at the very least to start next year. You don't get forever in this league anymore. So it happens. It's not common, but it's not unheard of at the same time. And the one I want to get back to is Steve Wilkes, 2018 for the Arizona Cardinals. So after the 2017, the Cardinals say, you know what? We're starting over. We're drafting a quarterback with our top 10 pick and we're hiring a rookie head coach. So rookie head coach, rookie quarterback, top 10 pick, and away we go. Does this sound familiar? So they hire Steve Wilkes, and they draft Josh Rosen out of UCLA. So this is, a, this is it. New start, long-term plan. We have Wilkes. We have Rosen. We got our guys. Away we go. Well, they go 3-13. and 13. They fire Wilkes after the season, get the first pick overall, and they draft Kyler Murray quarterback with that first pick. So – this Robert Sala, Zach Wilson marriage, this long-term plan, we've seen long-term plans written off as short-term mistakes, and, and look how it worked out for Arizona. They said, you know what, one year, I know, but we've seen enough, and we'll move on, and it ended up being the right decision. They're, uh, you know, 8-2 and two now, 8-1 and one going into yesterday. 
And, you know, they, they said, we, we've seen enough of Rosen. We'll go with Murray. And I'm not sure the Jets will do that with Wilson, but that does bring us to the quarterback position. White was tremendous through five, you know, five, six quarters, the game against the Bengals, a quarter or so against the Colts. Really better than Wilson had been at any point this season, but hate to say it, but yesterday the wheels did come off, four interceptions, hit a million times. So not always fault, but bad enough where, you know, if you're the Jets, you can justify putting Wilson back in. And I would probably play White because I think he deserves another game. He doesn't get the, you know, he doesn't deserve three or four more bad games, but he's played well enough against Cincy and Indy that I do think he deserves at least one more shot. That's just me. But that's not how I think the Jets will handle it. I do think they will go back to Wilson. And while I would play white, I think the case for playing Wilson is, I know you just picked him second overall. Overall, And I know it's not perceived to be a strong quarterback class, and you're probably not going to cut your losses with Wilson after just one year. But if you give Wilson the job back and he looks after the injury like he did before the injury, and you go – let's say three and 14, four and 13, which is more than reasonable to expect at this point. Let's just say you have, I don't know, the fourth, fifth, fifth pick in the draft. Is it crazy to say, you know what? Wilson's probably not the guy. Let's cut our losses. Let's take whoever the quarterback we like here is. Now, I'm not saying you just take one just to take one. I think teams get in trouble a lot with that. They just say, you know what? We need a quarterback. We're going to take one, whether we love them or not. So you don't want to do that. You, you want to if you're going to pick a guy, you got to be convinced. You, you got to show some, it, it's got to be a reason. You can't just say, you know, we're going to pick one just to pick one. Again, I don't think they'll do that. I don't think they'll do that. I, I think Wilson and Salah will be back next year. But I think their performances, both Wilson and Salah, so far this season, I think everything is on the table or should be on the table. I mean, you have to watch the season play out. But I think if you're Jets, you have to consider everything. And yesterday's another day, this whole last month. It's just, it's not an acceptable performance. It's just that that is not acceptable NFL football yesterday. Um, to sit there and get blown out 45 to 17, I, I think everything's on the table. And, you know, look, if you're a fan who paid to see that game yesterday, God bless you. God bless you. I, I would be calling to get my money back. That was an utter disgrace. I said 9.1 yards per play. This is a team that just got kept out of the end zone by the Jaguars. Buffalo scored six points and they came into your building and they basically, they made it seem like it was 11 on 10. Did anyone check? Maybe that was it. Did anyone check? That would, that would actually explain a lot. Did the Jets have 11 guys on defense yesterday? Were there 11 defenders? If they just had nine or 10, that would really explain a lot of things. I, I would understand it more. Certainly looked like they were only playing with nine or 10 guys. Again, 45 points, and the Bills showed you some mercy. I mean, they, only 45 points. They took the foot off the gas big time. They said, you know what? We'll stop scoring here. You're certainly not going to stop us, so we might as well stop ourselves and, and be polite about it and go about our day. 11.1 yards per pass attempt. That's the one I can't get over. 45 points. I mean, third time in four weeks they've given up 45. It's just this team is the laughing stock of the league. I, I know Detroit's bad, too. At least Detroit plays hard. Um, just no fight yesterday, no prayer of getting a stop, just a total embarrassment. Jets are now two and seven, going nowhere. They play Miami Sunday. That line opened two and a half. Uh, I told you yesterday, I'm sure it'll tick up to three. Well, it's already up to three and a half, minus 120 at Play Sugar House Sportsbook. The total is 45. 
Josh Allen, well, he can thank the Jets in his acceptance speech when he wins the MVP. He's now plus 250 to win the award, plus 250 to win the MVP. He is now the favorite. Brady, who was awful yesterday, he's now plus 400. He was the favorite going into yesterday. Uh, just terrible yesterday. Bucks were upset. They have not, now lost two in a row. So Allen plus, two fa- two, Allen plus 250, the favorite. Brady plus 400. Dak plus 600. Stafford plus 600. Uh, Murray plus 800. I don't know. Missing two games is going to make it tough for Murray to win. It's one thing to miss a few games in you know baseball, basketball. They just don't play enough games in football where you're going to miss two games and, and still win the award. It's going to be tough. Uh, Rodgers is 10 to 1. Going to be hard for him to win it. Not going to get into that, but he's not winning the award. Plus, he won it last year. Not that he should be penalized for winning it last year, but uh, just how it goes. These voters just like looking for a new story, a new angle. So it's hard to win it two years in a row. They don't like voting for the same guy back-to-back years. So Rodgers, I don't think he's going to win it. Lamar is plus 1,400. Not a horrible bet. I mean, he did have a clunker Thursday night against Miami, but his numbers are still really good. Uh, and his team's going to be in the mix, probably win the division, which helps. Mahomes is 20 to 1. Wow. Still too many interceptions for Mahomes. He was great last night, but I think he was like 71 not too long ago. Now down to 20 to 1. Don't love that. Uh, Herbert, 25 to 1. Probably not going to win it. Tannehill, 35 to 1. Uh, I mean, they're winning games. They're currently the one seed. They won again yesterday. They have quietly done nothing on offense since Henry got hurt. They were like four yards per play yesterday. They were bad against the Rams on offense, even though they won. Now Julio Jones is hurt. So maybe worth a stab at Tannehill, 35 to one, probably not going to win the award. Uh, Unlikely, not impossible, but I don't think he's going to win it. If you notice too, all these guys, all these MVP candidates have had horrible games the last two weeks. Stafford stunk last Sunday night against the Titans. Dak was bad last week against Denver. Josh Allen, we know was bad last week against Jacksonville. Lamar on Thursday night against Miami was bad. Brady was terrible yesterday. Murray's missed two in a row. Rodgers missed the game. So all these guys have had clunkers recently. I guess it just kind of cancels out because Allen was the favorite heading into last week, played poorly versus Jacksonville. But, hey, so did everyone else. So now, once again, he is the favorite for MVP at plus 200, plus 250. Um, the Bills, too, now the Super Bowl favorite at Play Sugar House Sportsbook, supplanting the Bucks, who are favored pretty much all year I think they've been the consensus favorite well, at least since the first couple of weeks when the Chiefs started to slide early in the year but the Bills now plus 50 to win it all uh, the Bucks are now plus 600 the Rams are plus 700 the Packers have the fourth best odds they are plus 950 the fifth best odds wow can you guess I, I'll give you a few seconds to play along with me here and guess who has the fifth best odds to win the Super Bowl so it's Bills, Bucks, Rams, Packers. They are the top four. Number five is surprising and not surprising at the same time. And plus 1,000, the Kansas City Chiefs back from the dead are the fifth favorite to win the Super Bowl after last night. They finally looked like the Chiefs again. They buried the Raiders uh, to win that game. So they are the fifth favorite at plus 1,000. Um, also here are, I guess it's a three-way tie because the Cowboys and the Cardinals are all plus 1000 with the chiefs, uh, Titans, 11 to one Ravens, the 13 to one Patriots. Wow. The the resurgent rejuvenated new England Patriots who buried the Browns yesterday. That game was seven, nothing Browns, the blink of an eye, uh, first drive Browns go right down the field, 85 yards, seven, nothing Browns and the, the Patriots end up winning the game 45 to seven just a casual 45 over run. the Patriots now are 25 to one to win it all uh, chargers 30 to one Browns 40 to one 
And then there's a huge drop off the Saints, the Steelers, Bengals, Raiders, all 60 to one. Thank you, but no, thank you. The Jets, let's check the Jets odds to win the Super Bowl. Why not? The Jets are listed at, uh, just says here, LOL. Well, that's mean. That is mean play Sugarhouse Sportsbook. That was not nice of you. Funny, but not nice. Wow. So that's good if you're the Bills. You're struggling. You're strolling to MetLife. You score every time you touch the ball. You walk out. You're the favorites to win the Super Bowl, and your quarterback is the favorite to win the MVP. All you needed was three hours with the Jets in their building to feel better. The Jets were the perfect antidote. One dose of the Jets, and you are all better. What a joke. Uh, when we come back, Knicks are in action. I'll give you a pick in that game. Monday Night Football tonight, I'll give you a pick for that game as well. This is the New York City Cast presented by Play Sugar House Sportsbook. Play Sugar House Sportsbook has taken its game to the next level. Not only has it added robust same-game parlays for football, it's playable in a new state, Connecticut. Whether you want to place your bets in New Jersey or Connecticut, you can count on Play Sugar House Sportsbook to deliver a one-of-a-kind experience from your first bet to your fast payout approval. Download the Play Sugar House app or go to PlaySugarHouse.com today. Must be 21, playable in New Jersey or Connecticut. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey or 888-789-7777 in Connecticut. The VEASAN Midseason Football Special is here. Put the VEASAN betting experts to work for you. From now through February for only $99. The daily best bet emails, 24-7 video streaming, betting splits for every sport, point spread weekly, plus in-depth data and analysis on VEASAN.com. Sign up today at vsan.com slash subscribe and get everything we have to offer for the rest of football season for only $99. That's vsan.com slash subscribe. We are back. This is the New York City Cast presented by Play Sugar House Sportsbook. Rate, review, subscribe, download. The Knicks are in action tonight hosting the Pacers. Knicks favored by four. The total is 213. Uh, before we get to that game, I think I retweeted the clip. One of the funnier things I've ever seen. Isaiah Stewart has the ball. And Scotty Barnes is standing, I don't know, 10 feet away from him, clapping his hands, urging Stewart to pass him the ball. Well, why is that funny? Well, Barnes plays for the Raptors and Stewart plays for the Pistons. One of the funnier things you'll ever see. It's really uh, kind of hilarious. Uh, never seen that before. Really funny. Just wanted to uh, to mention that. Um, it almost worked, too, if you could tell Stewart was holding the ball and he kind of thought about it for a second. He looked at him and he just said, you know what? You're not on my team. Then he passed it to his teammate. So just wanted to point that out. Okay. The Knicks favored by three and a half uh, against the Pacers. I've been down on them. Um, I think they're overrated. Not that the team, you know, they're not the team that their fans think they are not the team. Even the market thinks they are, but I do like them here laying the points. Well, the Knicks have not played great. They started off five and one have lost five of seven since have a chance to fall 500 if they lose tonight. So an important game from that aspect. And this is a stretch here where they need to bank some wins. Three games in eight days, all at home, uh, the Pacers, the magic, the Rockets, three winnable games, the rested. They've only played twice in the last seven days or so. Now uh, they lost to the bucks Wednesday night. They lost to the Hornets Friday. They've been off a lot. So two days of rest as well. And these are the kind of games the Knicks need to win to avoid the dreaded plan, which I think is really going to be staring them in the face all year. Uh, they lost to the Pacers in Indiana Wednesday night a couple of weeks ago. They haven't played great. And this one is a game where I think they'll come out focused. You know, Thibodeau has been unhappy with his guys, benching guys in, in the fourth quarter, unhappy with the effort, not happy with the defense. 
feel like there's probably a little added emphasis on this one for the Knicks. Uh, Pacers are a decent team. You know, Carlisle's a good coach. Kind of a nondescript team. Don't have a superstar. And they, like the Knicks, are, are in that playing range, sort of a middling-type team. Uh, I think the Knicks at home tonight, the crowds have been great, loud, enthusiastic. I, I do think the Knicks will bring forth a big-time effort tonight and win the game, win it kind of comfortably. So give me the Knicks minus three and a half. Uh, schedule is easy at the next three games, and it gets difficult. Okay, that is the Knicks scenario. The Nets are off tonight. They do play tomorrow in what should be a fun game at Golden State. The Warriors were 11-1. I believe they lost to Charlotte yesterday. to put them at now 11-2. The Nets are the favorite to win it all, plus 200 at Play Sugar House Sportsbook. The Warriors, I thought, were the second favorite. I guess they are now the third favorite. They had been second, and I guess they just got leapfrogged, leapfrogged by the Lakers. Uh, apparently in the last day or so. So the Lakers leapfrogged them back. Not sure why. The Lakers, look, it's the Lakers. So the books probably have a lot of exposure, a lot of public money there. Um, Lakers starting to get some guys back. LeBron sounds like he'll be back any day now. Horton Tucker back. But Lakers have dealt with a million injuries early on. Westbrook's been a disaster. Maybe starting to get back on track. I saw they did beat the Spurs yesterday. But certainly tomorrow night, an interesting matchup. Certainly a possible finals preview. Durant back in Golden State. So uh, a fun one tomorrow, a late tip. I'm assuming that game is 10 o'clock. I would think it'd be 10 or 10.30 tomorrow. So a late tip, but uh, a fun one tomorrow, a possible NBA Finals preview. Well, the NBA would love a Durant versus Golden State, Durant versus Curry Finals. I'm sure they'd prefer the Lakers versus the Nets. But Warriors-Nets, I think, would do very well. Uh, league would always prefer the Lakers, though. I think of the great David Sternline when asked what his ideal finals matchup was, and he said Lakers versus Lakers. So league always wants the Lakers. Lakers are good for ratings, but tomorrow night should be fun. So that's the NBA. I like the Knicks. We will be back. We'll wrap up the show. We'll preview Monday Night Football. This is the New York City Cast presented by Play Sugar House Sportsbook. Play Sugar House Sportsbook has taken its game to the next level. Not only has it added robust same-game parlays for football, it's playable in a new state, Connecticut. Whether you want to place your bets in New Jersey or Connecticut, you can count on Play Sugar House Sportsbook to deliver a one-of-a-kind experience from your first bet to your fast payout approval. Download the Play Sugar House app or go to PlaySugarHouse.com today. Must be 21. Playable in New Jersey or Connecticut. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey or 888-789-7777 in Connecticut. Okay, we are back. New York City Cast brought to you by Play Sugar House Sportsbook. The best sports book in all the land. I'm just telling you, it is. Um, we wrap up week 10 in the NFL. Wow, it is week 10 already. Jeez, that is a little bit depressing. The season just kind of flies by. It takes forever to get here. And before you know it, we are past the midway point here, almost at Thanksgiving. So uh, getting in the thick of things. Monday night football tonight. The struggling 49ers hosting the Rams. Rams are favored by three and a half in San Francisco. Uh, we've seen the 49ers take some sharp money. Line was four. It might have even hit four and a half, down to three and a half. And part of that is sharp money. Part of that probably is Robert Woods being injured. He's out for the year, which is a big loss, not only for what he does is catching the ball, but he's an outstanding blocker, big part of that Rams run scheme. So um, I actually like the 49ers here. It's a buy low spot. They were a disaster last week against the Cardinals, but you know, that Cardinals-Panthers game yesterday is how I expected the 49ers-Cardinals game to go, where, you know, McCoy turned the ball over, the Panthers got a lead, and the Cardinals just couldn't play catch-up. I, I think it was the other way around last week where the 49ers, you know, just fumbled the ball early, 
Kittle fumbled in Arizona territory. Then uh, Debo Samuel fumbled inside the Cardinals 10. And they just couldn't get the lead and make the Cardinals play from behind. If I think they did, I think that game would have gone differently. Rams, I just think, are a little overvalued now. I mean, evidence here, they've, they've not covered three in a row. This is three non-covers in a row coming into this game. I, I just think they're a little bit overvalued here by the market, probably by the public as well. You know, Stafford, um, he's a perplexing player. He's got the arm. You could blame the situation in Detroit, but he, he just makes some head-scratching mistakes. He, he made a couple last week against the Titans where he basically just gifted him 14 points, just handed him 14 points. And, you know, you watch the replay and you wonder what he was looking at, what he was thinking. So... Uh, I like San Francisco. Shanahan has done well against McVay. He's done well in this matchup. The Rams haven't beaten the 49ers since 2018. So uh, the 49ers swept the Rams in 2019. They swept them in 2020, going 4-0 combined. Three of those four wins actually came as underdogs. So uh, I like the Niners here off a terrible performance against the Cardinals at home, getting points. Uh, their season is on the line. Those those sixth and seventh wildcard spots are wide open because – Saints lost yesterday. The Falcons lost yesterday. You know, Minnesota's in the mix. Carolina's in the mix, but they're not great. Um, so San Fran, as bad as it's been, they're still in the mix here. Need the game tonight. This is basically their season. I don't think at three and six, they could get off the map. I mean, sooner or later, if you go three and six, three and seven, you're just going to bring in a young quarterback. That's just how the league goes. You're going to want to see what you have here with Trey Lance. Which, by the way, if you watch Mac Jones playing, you think, wow, we gave up two picks to trade up to get Trey Lance, we could have just taken Mac Jones. It's got to frustrate you if uh, if you're the 49ers. But I like them here tonight. I, I think, you know, they're bad against the pass, but they're really good in a lot of these other metrics. They're good against the run. They're a good offense. Um, they're starting to get healthier. They always have a million injuries for whatever reason, just always have a million injuries, but seem to be getting a little healthier. They have Kittle back. He's hurt, he's hurt all the time, but when he's in, he's, you know, as good as anyone. So I'm sure the public will be all over the Rams. I do think there's value on San Francisco getting the three and a half to me, San Francisco either wins the game or, you know, I could easily see this being a 27, 24, 24, uh, 21 type of game, a field goal game. You got a division dog uh, with its season on the line uh, in a by low spot. So give me the 49ers. I think they'll bounce back. So the picks for today are Knicks minus three and a half 49ers plus three and a half. And that will pretty much do it for the show. We will talk to you guys soon. Thank you for listening. This is the New York City Cast presented by Play Sugar House Sportsbook. Play Sugar House Sportsbook has taken its game to the next level. Not only has it added robust same game parlays for football, it's playable in a new state, Connecticut. Whether you want to place your bets in New Jersey or Connecticut, you can count on Play Sugar House Sportsbook to deliver a one of a kind experience from your first bet to your fast payout approval. Download the Play Sugar House app or go to PlaySugarHouse.com today. Must be 21. Playable in New Jersey or Connecticut. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey or 888-789-7777 in Connecticut. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.